Today's daf is Ksubis daf Samaches, and we are 15 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Zayin Omid Beis Mar Ukfa. Today's daf is being learned. Le'ilu Nishmas Chayim Melazar Ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So we're continuing to discuss the Gemaros that deal with the laws of Nedunya and the laws of Tzedakah. So yesterday's daf began with a classic. The story with Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai and Bitoi Shal Nakdimoim ben Gurion. Today's daf begins with another classic. Zok de Gemara, Marukva, the great Amura Marukva, Hava Anyo Beshivavuse, had an Oraman that lived in his neighborhood, the Havarogl Koyoyme de Shodile Arbozuzi Betsinoire de Dosh. Marukva every day would give this person tzedakah, but he would do it Matin Beseser. He would take the money and he would slip it, proverbially speaking, underneath his door. Yoim Chad, one day, Omar, this man said, He didn't know who was this person that's giving him the money. He didn't know that it was Marukva. And he decided that he is going to figure out who it is. Who Yoim, that day that the man decided that he is going to uncover his person that's giving him stock. Marukva came back late from Beis Medrash and asked the Visubade. And for whatever reason, his wife went along with him to this Aramah. As soon as they came to the door, so this person goes to the door and he's about to bust Marukva and his wife and he's going to realize that they're the ones that are giving him the tzedakah. And the Gemara says the Marukva and his wife so badly didn't want that this person should know that it's them. So they started running away. And the Gemara says, There's a chase going on. And the one place that Marukva and his wife were able to hide from this Oni, so that he won't know that they're the ones that are giving him stalker, was an oven. Now, this oven was an oven that was Grufa, of Perak Kira fame, Grufa Uktuma, meaning it was shoveled out from all its coals. But at the same time, it was very, very hot. And Marukva and his Rebetzin are sitting in this boiling hot oven, Alpiderech Nes. As the Gemara, have a Kamekalyan carried Marukva. As they were sitting there, the feet of Marukva started getting very, very hot. And he was worried. He thought he might get burnt. So his wife told him, take your feet, put them on my feet. Meaning my feet are fine. So just put your feet on top of my feet. Like this, you're going to be protected. Meaning they both had a miracle. But it seems that Marukva's wife had a bigger miracle. Her feet weren't even getting burnt. And he had Chalich Sadas. So she told him, The reason we were protected is because we both give tzedakah. And stalker's tats on him of us. But my schos in stalker is bigger than your schos. And the reason is twofold. Number one, Rashi says, the Armalite always know where to find me. You, sometimes you're here, sometimes you're there. And as a result, you're not always available. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm always at home. And because I'm always there for the Aniyim, I have a bigger schos. Additionally, when people come to me, what do I give them? I give them a coffee. I give them something to eat. When people come to you, what do you give them? You give them a check. And although what you're doing is also great, but what I'm doing is greater because the hana that the Araman can have from my tzedakah is instant as opposed to with your tzedakah, he first needs to go buy whatever it is he's going to have. The bottom line is we both have schosim. My schosim are a little bit better. Says the Gvarmai what was this big deal? What would have been so terrible if this Araman knew that it was Marukva and his Rebetzin? Why did they have to run away? It's better for a person to give himself up in a Kivshan Ha'esh 
rather than embarrass somebody how do you know that the Pasik says he we know the story of Tamar Tamar was being killed because she allegedly had been Mizana, she could have very easily told the world that the father of the children that she was carrying was Yehuda, and that would have got her out of this situation. But she chose not to, and the reason is because she realized that if she would have said it was Yehuda, then he would have been embarrassed. And literally in the sense of Tamar, that same literal definition of this Chazal is what motivated Marukva and his wife. They felt that this person would have been embarrassed. It seems like it would have been an embarrassment. And it's for that reason they literally went into a Kivshanaesh not to embarrass him. Marukva had an Araman that lived in his neighborhood. So the Araman of the previous story, Marukva used to send him every single day. How much did he give him every day? Four Zuzan. This person, he used to give him once a year. What day of the year was it? It was Erev Yom Kippur. And how much did he give him? 400 zuzim. Instead of him going by himself to give this person the tzedakah, he sent the tzedakah through a shliach. The shliach was his son. Also, his son came back, and he says, I'm telling you, this person, he doesn't. Why do you think he doesn't eat? He says, because I walked into his house. I saw the You should see the wines that they're drinking. I'm telling you, he doesn't need your 400 zuzim. I didn't realize this person needs such good wine? I'm not giving him nearly enough money. So I finu, he doubled the amount that he was giving him, and instead of giving him 400, he gave him 800. So, so much for all I read with 400. He ended up giving him not 400, but he ended up giving him 800. When Marukva was lying on his deathbed, Omar, he said, Go bring me my chesh, but I want to see all the stock that he gave. Apparently he had a ledger. Ashkach to have a so he went through the numbers and he saw that the amount of stock that he had given was Shivas Alfe Dinri Sianki. For our purposes, this was a lot of money. Omar, he said, Zavdoi Kalili, I have such little luggage. I'm about to go on a very long, arduous trip. He says, I'm about to travel up into the Ilma Emes and I'm going to need. Something to be malafa me. I'm going to need luggage. I'm going to need something to take care of me. This isn't nearly enough. So the Gemara says, Come, he got up. He gave away half of his money. Marukfu gave away half of his money. This has been one of the themes of the last few, dafin, the last few weeks of Daphne Exubas. Wasn't there a Takonas Usho that you can't be Mavaz with the And this was after the Takonas Usho, even though we know the Takonas Usho was in effect even before. The Takana Susha, but this for sure was after the Takana Susha. So the Gemara says, Hani Milu Michaim. This is where the Gemara says, the grace of your sight that this Indian of Hamavazvez, Ayavazvez, Yosem Michaimish, that's only a person that's alive. Shema Yerid Menachasa, because there's a concern that he's going to lose his Nechasim and he's going to have to come on to the Briois and a person is not allowed to put himself in a situation where he may have to come on to other people. But over here, Marukva was on his deathbed. He was a Shechiv Less one, but the whole halacha of Hamavazvez, Al-Yavazvez, Yosem Michoimish does not apply. There's a lot to talk about on this Gemara. I'm going to get back to it. Be'ezus Hashem at the end of the day. So, the Gemara, Rabbi Abba, would take money. He would put it in a Sudr, in a... 
handkerchief, he would put it behind him, and he would go to a neighborhood where there were a lot of Aniyim, and he would basically, indirectly, tell the Aniyim, go take this stock. But the Gemara says, even though he wasn't looking behind him to see who took, but at the same time, he was picking a shtickle. He wanted to make sure that there were no Ramoim that were going to take it. That's always the risk that if a person does something like this, if he doesn't know who he's giving the stocker to, how do you know a, a, a good person is taking it? So, he would make sure that at the same time, no Ramai was taking it. Rav Hanina had an Oraman that every year of Shabbos he would send him four Zuzi. One time he sent his wife to be the Shliach to go give the stocker. She came back and she told her husband, I'm telling you, this family, they're doing fine. They don't need that stock. He said, my chazis, what did you see? Shami, she says, it's not what I saw, it's what I heard. I heard the Amri said, I overheard a conversation in this house. I came to the front door, the window was open. I heard, and they were the, the the woman was asking her husband, "Tell me, you know, when I set the table today, you want betli kesef or betli zav? You want to sit on silver or gold?" Although I am the top Rashi on the Yomer, Omar he said, Now I could appreciate a little bit better what Rabbi Loza said, and that is bov the Ramon. We have to have a korosatoyf to the Ramon for the people that take stock when really they're not supposed to take stock. Meaning, Reb Chanin understood that his wife was right, and really they weren't supposed to take stock. And his reaction was, we should have a chorus to people like this. Why? What do you mean? These people seem to have duped Reb Chanina. He's being makar toif, because were it not for people like this, we would sin every single day. How so? Because the Pasuk says, the context is, an Arman comes to someone and asks him for stock and he doesn't give him, and that Arman's not happy. The Arman, if he's going to the it could be something very bad could happen to the person that didn't give tzedakah. What's the saving idea? It's the fact that at the end of the day, a person doesn't always know if the other man is legit. And as a result, if he doesn't give tzedakah because he's concerned that maybe this person is not 100% oiskalten, so the pasig of a karalecha lashem b'ayubachachet cannot apply. And that's what Rabbi Laza said. He continued. He said, If someone has an opportunity to give tzedakah, but he doesn't give tzedakah, it's ke'ilu, but ke'ilu, it says, with regards to the mitzvah of tzedakah, he shom lecha penyeh davar im levavcha Bili al, so it says the word Bili al, v'ksiv hasam, and it says regarding avodah zara yatsu anoshim b'nei Bili al. Malahal and avodah zara, just like over there it's avodah zara. Afkan avodah zara. So to here it's avodah zara. In other words, a person that's malim ayin min hatstaka, it's very very bad. Number one. He's vulnerable for sakana. Number two, it's kilu oved Incidentally, notice the order that the Gemara brings the two things that can come from someone that's malim ayim and atzdaka. Number one, Number two, it's kilu oved Which would you think is more chamer? For sure, the second kilu oved What's worse than avodah zara? It's one of the three cardinal sins. It's one of the gimel averes chamuris, but chamira sakante meisura. And really, the first is sakana. The kara elacha el Hashem is sakana, and then afterwards it's kilu oved But the bottom line is, Rabbi Loza said that the reason we're safe is because there are ramayim. So when he saw that this ramai who had been taking money from him every single week. 
He said, We're going to get back to this as well. If somebody makes believe that he's blind, because he wants people to be compassionate towards him. If somebody makes his stomach look bloated. Or if somebody walks with a, a limp, and really... He doesn't need to walk with a limp. This person's punishment is that before he dies, all these things that he was faking are going to end up becoming reality. And the cabal stock of Ain if somebody takes suck and he doesn't need it, on the same note, before this person leaves this world, he's going to have to come on to Tzedakah. We went to the Mishnah over there, and where is there? It's a Mishnah in the end of Masech Tispeya. The halacha is that in order for someone to qualify for peya and leket and shikha and maiserani, so he has to provide his financial worth, and based on that, we make the determination whether or not this person is allowed to take these matnasani. What's the number? It's 200 zuz. So a person that has 200 zuz, he's too wealthy to be able to qualify for all these benefits. If he has less than 200, that's going to be okay. So the question is, what happens if somebody comes and he sits down with the tribunal, whoever's in charge of making these decisions, and he submits his financial statements, and they make the determination that this person, based on his liquid nechassim, based on how much money he has, he has less than 200 zos. However, he has things in his house. He's living like a balabatisha person. And if he would sell some of those things, then he would have more than 200 zos. So here's the question. Do we look at him as if he has his 200 zos, or do we look at him as if he has less than 200 zos? So it's a Mishnah. We're not mechaiv a person to sell his things, and if he has liquid less than 200 zos, he's an Arman, and he qualifies for all the matnas on him. Is that true? It's a Mishnah, right? But could this Mishnah be true? But If somebody was being mishtamish b'klizov, we force him to be mishtamish b'klizov, and if he was being mishtamish b'klizov, we force him to be mishtamish b'klizov, meaning if this is a person we're trying to determine he is an Arman, he's not an Arman, we force him to sell his gold and then replace it with silver. Sell your silver, replace it with nechayshas. So you see, clearly we do force a person's hand when it comes to these things. The Mishnah and the Braisa are not a stira, because the Mishnah and the Braisa are talking about two different types of kalim. Ha, the mita v'shulchan. Ha, b'kaisais v'kahara. When the Mishnah says that we don't force a person to sell klitash misha, it means kaisais v'kaharais. It means his cups and his plates and his spoons and his forks and his knives. Those are the things that we don't force him to sell. When it says that if someone was mishtamish b'klizov, yishtamish b'kliklasa, b'kliklasa, mishtamish b'klinuchayshes, it's talking about his mita v'shulchan. So it's talking about two different types of kelim. So that's svei dinim in kelim. And as a result, it's not a kasha. Says the Gemara, mishna kaisis v'kaharis the Why is it that we don't force a person to sell his kaisis and kaharis? The Amma, because the person could say, ma'isili, I was sensitive to that taina. He could say, no, I'm used to eating on these uh, utensils and now you're going to force me to downgrade. It's going to be most to me. I'm not going to enjoy my food. And this is something we hear in terms of the compassion we have for the Ani. We're going to accept this argument and as a result, this person is not going to be forced to do this. But if that's the case, then a bed and a table, same thing. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep well. I need my good Yishmaka mattress. I need this Shulchan. And as a result, what really should the difference be? So the Gemara says, you're right. The son of Rabbi said, You're right. We don't force a person to sell not his koisis and his ka'aris, not his mita, not his shulchan. What do we force him to sell? If he had a machresha de kaspa. So if this person had a machresha, he had a plow, and it was made of silver. 
we're pushing it already. So that already, this antique that you have, that you bought in an auction 100 years ago, that you're going to have to sell, and that already you're going to have to liquidate. So you're right, we're going to be sensitive to a degree for things that are normal. But his machresh at the kasper already, that we're going to force him to sell. Rapapa, I mean, Rapapa said a whole different tariffs to the steer. Again, the Mishnah says in Peya, in Mechaven Oislim, Kers, Beislev, Esklitashmish. And then we have a price that says just the opposite. If he was Mishtamish Beklezov, Yishtamish Beklezov, Beklezov, Yishtamish Beklezov, isn't it a steer? The Mishnah says, Rapapa said, no, it's not. Can koitim sheyovoi lidei giboi, kan la'achar sheyovoi lidei giboi. These two halachas, the Mishnah and the Brai, talking about two completely different things. Long Rashi. The Mishnah and Peh is talking about an Arman that's coming to collect his Matnasaniyim. So we have to make a determination. Does he qualify? Does he not qualify? We don't force him to sell anything. So we look at what he has right now handy, and based on that, we're going to make the determination. The Brisa that says that we do force is talking about something else. This is talking about a person that did not qualify for Matnasaniyim, and he took the Matnasaniyim anyways. And then we found out. And we found that he's one of those chefra, that we have to have a curse a to, but at the same time we take his money away. Also to dinim. So we go to him now and we say, Rebbe, give me back the money. You stole all this money. He says, what should I do? I don't have anything. Oh, this guy, we start making him sell his mita, his shulchan, his kaisis, his ka'aris, the kalvachayim, his machresha, the kasper. So this person already has to sell everything. And that's what that price is talking about. So the mission is talking about where he's a legitimate Araman. That person, we're not going to force him to sell anything. The price is talking about where the person was a ramai. He was a ramai. That's already an ikesh tatapal. It's a whole different anogo, like Yaakov Avinu famously said. And as a result, here already we're going to start forcing him to sell things. Either way, from here, till the rest of the daf, and we're not going to finish the daf, just to give it away. We'll get about five, six lines to the top of daf samaches on the base. This goes back to discuss some of the halachas of Nudunya. So let's just chazer over what a Nudunya is, because that's really the, the sugya that we're learning. The whole tzedakah chilek of Perik Isha was really a digression. The Gemara on that Nun Beis Amid Beis said that there's a mitzvah for a father to provide his daughter with an adunya when she gets married. It's learned out from a pasuk in Yirmiyo. Yirmiyo Anavi told the Yidin, "Kuchun Nashim v'Hilid Ubanim Ubanos, get married and have children. Ukhulav Nechem Nashim, and your sons make sure that they find wives as well. The Espenoy Seichem and your daughters Tenula Anashim." You should find for them fine men. So like this, they'll be able to get married. The Seilad no Bano Uvanois Uruvu Sham the Altimatu. Your Mio Chof Tezvav. And the Gemara asks that I understand Khunoshim. Man is biyadoi to find a wife. And I understand Khulivnechem Noshim because they're also biyadoi. But the Espinoi Seichem Tenula Anoshim, that seems to be out of a person's control. It's the derech of the man to find a wife. And as a result, what was Yirmiyo really telling the Yid? Said the Gemara, you know what Yirmiyo must have been saying? He must have been telling the fathers that what you should do is make it that your daughters will be people that men are going to want to marry. What could a father possibly do? So he could spend money to make his daughter look nice. And not just that, he could promise an Adunya. And that's the Makar to the idea of Nudunya. Now, if this is the Makar to Nudunya, it's not a Pasek. Now, it's a Pasek in Yom Riyal. 
So does that make it a din deiraisa, a din de rabbanon? Really, it's divrei kabbalah, which is a whole sugya into itself, how exactly we treat halachas that are learned out from Sefer Yirmiyo. But the bottom line is the concept and the makartan adunya is really from a posik in Tanakh. It's a posik in Yirmiyo. Now the Gemara asked as a follow-up to this halacha, the adkam. So how much should a father give? Meaning, it seems like we're regulating this on some level. So is there a dollar amount that Chazal wanted us to give as well? And the Gemara said, Abaye verova do omri travayo. Abaye verova who so often argued. But over here, they were omri they both said Adli Isur Nikhsi. A father should be thinking up to 10% of his Nikhasim. So whatever exactly his Nikhasim are worth, up to 10% a person should give towards the Nadunya of his daughter. And clearly implied then from this Gemara is that when it comes to Nadunya, there's a magic number. And that number is 10%, and it's going to play itself out very much in the Gemara that we're about to learn right now. Now our Mishnah is going to discuss Isaima. So this girl's father's not alive anymore. And she's coming to get married. And the halacha is that the Yarshim have a responsibility to now take care of this Yasaima. One of the things they're responsible to do is to provide her with an Adonia. They have to support her. They have to give her all the basic living needs that she requires. But also, they have to provide her with an Adonia. And the question is, how much should that Adonia be? So, the Heliya Mishnah. Yasaima shehisiyasa. You say they got married because her mother was the one that married her off, or her brother was the one that married her off. And they wrote a Nadunya, and the Nadunya was a hundred Zos or fifty Zos. Says the Mishnah, when she gets older, when she becomes a Gedaila, if she wants, she could be She could say that. 50 zoos, 100 zoos, that was not befitting. And as a result, she can schlep out a little bit more. Now, how much more? That the Mishnah is about to say. But for now, the first halach of the Mishnah, the hakdama to the sugi is that Yisoyimah that got married through her mother, through her brother. By the way, a mother and a brother can marry off a katana. It certainly sounds like she's a katana. How do you know she's a katana? Because Yisoyimah is a katana. So it sounds like she's a katana. Yeah, midrabanon, it's what's known as kedushimiyon. But the point is that she just got married mid and they gave her Nadunya. It was a very little Nadunya. When she gets older, she could be Meicha. I was Midaita. I she was Maskin. The Teretz is, it's true she agreed, but at the same time, Rashi says that being that she agreed when she was a Ketana, that consent is not real. And and based on that, when she gets older, she can say, no, you're going to give me the appropriate amount. Okay, so here's the question. What is the appropriate amount? What is appropriate for a Yosemite to get? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, If there's a precedent already, meaning this girl has a sister that got married while her father was alive. Also, that's easy. Whatever the father gave to the older daughter, that's what he should give to the next daughter. It doesn't work that way. Because a person's financial situation could change. So just because the father gave a like or maybe it was a very, very minimal Nadunya, but maybe because the situation is different now, so that's not the way it should be. Elo, so the Chachamim say, no, we don't look at what the father did for the older sister. What we do is we assess the Nechassim, and we give her based on a Shuma of the Nechassim. Now, it's not clear from the Mishnah what that Shuma is. Meaning, Rabbi Yehudah's sheet is very clear. Rabbi Yehudah says, we make some sort of umdana. We figure out what the father would have done, and based on that, that's what we're going to give. The Chachamim say no, because it's not a real clear indication of really what 
the father would have done now. Just because he did that then doesn't necessarily mean he would do it now. Okay, so what do we do? Rashi is Mefarish in the Mishnah, really throughout the Sugya. What it means is 10% of the Nechasim. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, a Yesayma, we try to use some sort of comparable based on what the father had done for one of his, one of his previous daughters. According to the Chachamim, it's a Shuma of the Nechasim. We assess the value of the Nechasim and we take a percentage of that. That percentage is 10%. What's the Makar to 10%? Oh, the Gemara Dachnum Days on the Days. Because Abayiv already said Ad Kama up until 10%. Now, he didn't say it has to be 10%. He said up until 10%. But at the same time, there's an Indian of 10% clear. We give her Ba'in Yafa and therefore she ends up getting 10%. When it comes to Parnasa, which the Gemara is going to assume right now, means Nudunya Shamin Ba'av. So when we make the Shuma, we try to figure out how much to give a Yisoyimah that's getting married. The father's not alive. If the father's alive, the father would do whatever he wants to do. But there is no father right now. So the question is, what should we do? Shaman Bav. We make an assessment based on what the father would have done. Now, based on the words of Shmuel, who Shita does he sound like he's saying? Shita's Rabbi Yehuda. Machlik is Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim in the Mishnah. What you do with a Yisoyimah. Rabbi Yehuda says, we look at what the father had previously done. The Chachamim say 10%, the way we will mefarish it. Shmuel seems to be saying Shita's Rabbi Yehuda, which is ultimately what the Gemara is going to say. But the Gemara in real time is going to try to play out a little bit and understand what Shmuel is saying. Again, when you learn the Mishnah and you read the first line of the Gemara, it doesn't seem like it's very ambiguous. Shmuel seems to be paskening like Rabbi Yehuda. Pretty straightforward. And that is the maskan. But the Gemara is just going to walk us through. Says the Gemara Mesri, I'll ask you a kasha at Shmuel's psak from a b'raisa. Habonois nizoinois umesparnesois minichsei avin. A man that dies, his daughters are supported from the Nechassim of the Father. Uh, the Bryce explains how does this work. We don't, say, we don't say if the Father would have been alive, this is what he would have given. We look at how much the Nechassim is worth. Right, The estate can fluctuate in value. The We support her based on the value of the estate. My love says the Gemara, The Bryce is talking about Habonois Nizoinois Nizoinois means Mizoinois. That's straightforward. What does Parnosa mean? The Gemara assumes it means Parnosas Habal. Her nedunya that she brings to her husband, and if that's the case, is a mafurish brayser that says that we're not shomin ba'av elo shomin asan uchasav anoislo, which is not like the psak of Shmuel. It seems mafurish that it's some percentage, maybe ten percent, but it's some percentage of the value of the nechasim. Isn't this brayser kashon Shmuel? The gemara says Amrav Nachman by Yitzchak loy. Baisa doesn't say Nodunya, you know what Parnasa means, but Parnasa's Atzma. It means, no, whatever she needs for her egg in a Parnasa, it's not doing marriage. No, you're doing Nodunya. Nodunya Shaman Ba'av. This Baisa that says, we're not Shaman Ba'av, is talking about Parnasa's Atzma. Freak the Gemara, but honey, Zoinois, Umis Parnasa's Ktani. The Baisa is talking about two different things. My love, Achas Parnasa's Abav, Achas Parnasa's Atzma. If one means Parnasa's Habal, then it's Geschmack what the two things are. But if not, then the same thing. The Baisa is like, Idi, Idi, Parnasa's Atzma. Both parts of the Baisa are talking about Parnasa's Atzma. Like, Kash, Habach, Idi, Vishti, Habach, Vushav, Nizoinus means Mizoinus literally, and Parnasa over here means Levusha, the Kisuya, it means her clothing. But we're not talking about Nidunya as a result, it has nothing to do with Shmuel Zalacha, and it's certainly not a Kasha on Shmuel Tanan. So, let's see if we can figure out Shmuel Shita in light of our Mishnah. The Chachamim with the second sheet in the Mishnah. The Chachamim said, And therefore, the Chachamim's point was is that you can't base 
the amount in the dunya that we're going to give on what the father had previously done because the person's financial situation changes. What we do is we make a shuma, we assess the nechasim, and based on that, we give, which we know is Easter nechasim, it's 10%. The Gemara says, my on you, my asher. What the Chachamim mean when they said sometimes a person gets wealthier and sometimes a person loses his money? So we explained the Kipshuta, but the Gemara says, let's see if that shot really holds true. And asher, asher benechasim, the literal Maybe as long as a person has more money, sometimes he has less money. Now, if that's the case, does that then mean that the Tanakama, who really has a name, Rabbi Yehuda, holds that even a person that was an usher that became an Oni, was still going to now give the Yisoyma based on what he was previously worth? Unless we don't have the money. So how are you going to even do it? Elulav, you know what? The Chaman must mean, they probably mean Oni, Oni Bedas, Usher, Usher Bedas. Abaya said, Ain Oni El Bedas. We just spoke that out on Friday. There's a concept of an Oni Bedas, and that's probably what the Mishnah means. What it means to say is that a person's, his mind could uh, change. And as a result, you can't base it on what the father would have done, because maybe his machshav, even if he has the same amount of money, maybe he was feeling a little more bright then, and now he's feeling a little more karg. Rashi says that there's a concept where a person could be a kansan, and then there's a concept where a person could be a little bit more bright, and as a result, vatran a kansan, the first Rashi in the Gemara. So you don't really know what this person is thinking. Either way, Viktani, and what did the Mishnah say? Shomenes anachasen v'noisenla. So instead, we're shomenes anachasen v'noisenla. Meaning, we don't cheshbin what the man would have done, even if he has the same amount of money, because we acknowledge that a person's mind changes as well. So you see, don't go basa umdino, the tiufta de shmuel, such an interesting Gemara. It's a tiufta on shmuel, meaning the chachamim sheet is clearly not shmuel. And if that's the case, fake the Gemara, tiufta de shmuel, what's the tarot? And for the Gemara, you're right. The chachamim are clearly not shmuel. The chachamim say that we make a shuma. Not like Shmuel said that lefarnasa shomim ba'av. How could Shmuel go keneged the shitas achachomim? Huda mekrabi Huda. He has a tana de mesayeli. He held like Rabbi Huda. In our Mishnah, this is not like a favor for the Mishnah. This is not tanan hasam in the eighth parak of Masechtes It's right here. Rabbi Huda. Hey, Rabbi Huda said him hisi bas harishayna yinasam leshniya kederech shenasam leshayna. So the Gemara says lemaskana. Really, Shmuel was. Really saying shittas Rabbi Yehuda, afraid to get married. If all Shmuel is saying shittas Rabbi Yehuda, the name Allah Rabbi Yehuda, why didn't he simply say that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? So the Makasiyah, Allah Rabbi Yehuda, because I had his hand, Allah is Rabbi Yehuda. Have a minute, I would have thought after he see The only time he passes like Rabbi Yehuda is when you have a very clear umdina. Meaning, if you have a precedent that's so strong, it's so ironclad, this man already married off a daughter. And the Nadunya was kach vikach. Oh, so now we're going to go bust umdina. The Goli Daite. Where it's very, very clear. But if this man never married off a daughter, and now we're going to have to make a cheshben just based on knowing him, his personality, we're going to ask his chaverim, his yedidim, what do you think this man would have given for his nutunya? So I would have lie over there. Meaning, Avada Shmuel understands that Rabbi Yehuda's sheet is umdana. And Shmuel's also saying umdana. But if he would have only said Allah Rabbi Yehuda, you could have thought that the only time we rely on the umdana is when we have a very strong umdana. But if we have a little bit of a weaker umdana, maybe not, Kamash Malan, and that was the point that Shmuel was trying to say. Meaning, he was passing Rabbi Yehuda, but he was trying to give us at the hair 
a better understanding of Rabbi Yehuda. Taimed the Rabbi Yehuda does lina basu umdana. Eloishna hisia, veloishna lo hisia. Ah, if that's the case, haidik tani hisia. So why then did Rabbi Yehuda say as a loch in a case where this father already married off a daughter where there's such a festa umdana? Tell me a better chiddush. Tell me even when you don't have such an ironclad umdana, even over there we go basu umdana. That's true. If the only sheet in the Mishnah was Rabbi Yehuda, we would have said a bigger chiddush. But there's the sheet of Sachachamim in the Mishnah as well. And the Tana wanted to tell us a bigger chiddush in the Chachamim. And to teach us a bigger chiddush in the Chachamim, we spoke about Isiyah. Even though we have such a festa umdana, the Golidaite, we don't go basa umdana. But the bottom line is, Shmuel said, we said right away, oh, for sure, it's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Two sheets in the Mishnah, how we assessed in the dunya for Yusuf. Rabbi Yehuda Shita was what would the father have done? Chalim Shita was 10%. Shmuel said Shaman Bab, which is Shita's Rabbi Yehuda, even though the Gemara went through a process with Abraisa and then the safe of the Mishnah and worked its way back to the Reisha of the Mishnah, but at the end of the day, the Maskana is what we thought it was going to be, and that is Shmuel was really paskining the halach of Rabbi Yehuda. Amalei Rav, Rav Chizit, Rav told Rav Chizit, Darshina Mishmechlik, now I've heard in your name, halachik Rabbi Yehuda. That Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Rav Chizda said, what you heard is correct. And Amalei, not just that, Yehei Rava, he said a tefillah. Kol kihani midli mali yisla tidrashu mishmai. Halavai should be zoicha, that people should always be saying over such geshmake things in my name. By the way, why is this like even news? Allah is Rabbi Yehuda, it's not Rabbi Yehuda, because he's a yachid, keneged the rabbin. And usually we don't pass him like the yachid. That's why it's a chiddish, that Shmu would pass him like Rabbi Yehuda. And the Rav Chizda would have passed him like Rabbi Yehuda. In the world of Klali Apsak, this is very, very newsworthy. Did Rav really paskin like Rabbi Yehuda of Atanya? We learned in a price, no, Rabbi Yomer. Rabbi said, Basani Zainis Menachin, a daughter that's being supported by her brothers. And I tell us, Isrin when it comes time for her to get married, she gets 10%. Here it's Mephorish. 10% of the Nechassim. Sunadunya. Vama Rav, Rav said, Halachik Rabbi. That Allah is like Rabbi. So from the previous exchange between Rav and Rav Chizda, it sounds like Rav was masking to what Rav Chizda said. And that is that the Halach is like Rabbi Yehuda. The problem is, we know for a fact that Rabbi held 10%. Who's Rabbi? The Shita Sachachamim in the Mishnah and Rava Paskin like Rabbi. So, if that's the case, we have a steer in Rava. Does Rava hold like Rabbi Yehuda? Does he hold like Rabbi? So, the Gemara says, like Kasha, a very important caveat to the Sugya. This that Rava Paskin like Rabbi, that it's Isun Ochasim, that's if you can't come up with an Umdana. Meaning, Lechatchili held like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds Shamabab. Well, what if you can't figure it out? What if you tried your best and we don't know? So there has to be a default option. The halacha then would be 10%. That's in contrast, to be clear, to the Chachamim sheet and the Mishnah that don't go basu umdana at all, and they always say that it's going to be 10%. But the point is that even in Rabbi Yehuda's world is mocking for 10%, because the whole Rabbi Yehuda is making umdana. Well, what if Chkenesh machen on umdana? So then, Anuchinami, your fallback option is going to be that it's going to be 10%. And the Gemara says, Hachinami mistaber, I'll prove it to you. The Omer of Adabarahava. Rabbi Adabarahava said, Mai said there was a story, the Nosan lo Rebbe, this is Rebbe, the name matters, Echod Mishnei Masar bin Echasim. He once gave one twelfth of uh, estate 
for the Nedunya. Kasha Nadod is the Chastirin Rebbe. Rebbe is the one that said Isra Nechasim, it's 10%. And here he gave one twelfth, it's less than 10%. El Lav Shmamina must be Hoda Amidne, Hoda Loya Amidne, Shmamina. Obviously, that's what the Chilak is. So, really, what we have over here is a Machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim and the Mishnah. If you have a Yasoyma that's being married off by her mother and her brothers, they have an obligation right now to make sure that she is going to have an Adunya. The question is, how much is that Adunya supposed to be? Rabbi Yehuda Shita is Shaman Ba'av. We make an Umdana and we try to figure out what would the father have done. And this Umdana is not only if the father once married off a daughter, that was Rabbi Yehuda's Umdana in the Mishnah, but even if you don't have such a strong Umdana, any Shuma that you can make to try to figure out what the father would have done is what we do, and that's the way we're going to go about this. The Chachamim argued, the Chachamim said, Shaman Esan Chasim which Rashi was Mefarish, it's really Rebbe Shita, which is that you're supposed to give Isur Nechassim, you're supposed to give 10%. What emerged from the Gemara is that even though Rabbi Yehuda says Shaman Ba'av, but that's only if it works. What if you can't make a Shuma Ba'av? So there has to be some fallback option. There is. What is that going to be? It's going to be the same 10%. So everybody agrees there's a number 10%. And like we said, the Makar is already Dafman Beis, Amad Beis. Abayi Varava, the Amri Travayu, Ad Kama, Ad So everybody agrees there's a concept of giving 10%. The question is, if you could make an Umdana, it's the whole Shaila. Do you make the Umdana or do you not make the Umdana? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you make the Umdana. According to the Cham, there's no Makna for Umdana. And the number is always going to be 10%. Gufa, Amr Rabbi said, Basan is Anis Achim, a daughter that's being supported by her brothers. When it comes time to get married, they tell us Eastern Nechassim. She gets 10% for an Adunya. Um, the Rebbe, they told Rebbe, Lidverech, according to Mishi, actually, as a bonus, so ben. if a man dies, he leaves over 10 daughters and a son. It's going to come out that the son's not going to get anything. Why? Because all his Nechassim are going to be divided into 10 equal parts for the Nedunya, for all the Edims, and this son is going to end up with nothing. Could that be? Right? It's like a Lashem Bitmiya? What? It's not possible that that's the way it is. On the hand, Rebbe told him, No, this is the way it works. The first daughter is going to take 10%. She's going to take 10% of what was left. So if this man left over $10,000, so the first daughter is going to take 10%, so she's going to get 10000 Now there's $9,000 left. And as a result, my numbers are off, she's going to get 10% of what was left over. But the point is, yeah, it's pretty straightforward, that the first person takes 10%, the second person takes 10% of what was left over, but this is the interesting point. Then they all take what they took, right, so the first person got 1,000, and then the next person, I need some help here, got 900 or whatever it was, and then they all pull the money, and then they divide it equally. Says the Gemara, why would they do that? What all these sisters now have to come together, they take their respective nadins, they put it together, and then the yachloiko? Like, why would they do that? So the Gemara says, Kol chadu v'chadu the nafsh shakl. What do you mean? Each person got what was coming to them. Why should we do that? Hachi kamar. Bo kulam li nasik achas. What if all these sisters are getting married bevas achas? I was like, Yevamis, they're all getting married mamish at the same time. So then dalach is cholkis b'shav. Then you split it equally. Because... This concept of taking an Isur and then taking an Isur from the Isur and an Isur from the Isur is true even if they're getting married with Vasachas. So then the question is, who gets the first Isur, who gets the second Isur? Oh, so that's where it's Negea that they're going to be Cholkas Peshav. But of course, if they got married one after the other, then whoever got married first, Anachanami is going to end up with more. This is right to something Ramasna. Saddam Ramasna and Boli, Nasi, Kulam, Kachas, if they all come to get married together, no place Isur Echad. They take one tenth. Why should that be? If each daughter is entitled to her own Easter, so why have to get married at the same time? All of them together should only get one. Easter, Ellen, Night, Lace, Easter, not Echad, but Ke Echad.
What they do is they take an Isa and we make the Cheshven as if they were getting married. Then we pull it all together. And that's the way everybody lives happily ever after. So we're going to interrupt the daft abruptly. Next Gemara gets a shtickle intense. And it also goes into tomorrow's daft. So just to speak out a little bit of light raid. Three really short Ha'aras as it relates to today's daft. So the Gemara began with the classic story with Mar Ukfa. Mar Ukfa, in addition to all his Gewaldik and Milas that are apparent throughout Shas, was also a tremendous Baltstaka. And when he gave Tzedakah, he would give his Tzedakah Matan Beseser. So much so that he once risked his life to make sure that the other man that he was supporting would not find out that he was the one that was giving tzedakah, and he did it following the literal ruling of Rab Shimon Bar Yechai, who said, And the Gemara said that Marukfa was lying on his deathbed, and he made a cheshben of how much stalker that he had given, and despite the fact he had given so much stalker, but he felt that it wasn't enough. He said, Zavdoi kelili v'urcha rechikta. So I'm going on a very, very long journey right now, and I'm going to need peklach to take along with me. And he didn't feel like he had enough. So he decided was he has to give more tzedakah. So what he did was he gave away half of his nechasim. He gave away half of his nechasim. And the Gemara said, a grace Yisoyed, or Yisoyed that we've spoken about a lot, and that is, this halacha that a person can be it's not a sheer in stalker, but it's a halacha that a person that's living life has to be sensitive to the fact that you don't want to be with your mom because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you may have to come on to somebody else. But this, Marukva was dying, and as a result, less slumber, this wasn't something that he had to worry about. So I did the chavivoli because we spoke so much about the sugya of hamavazvez ayavazvez yoisem michaimish. So just one ha'ara as it relates to this part of the gemara, the aim based medrash below chiddush. So I saw in the sefer divrei shal and agodas hashas. So the divrei shal was written by agoyin agodah Rabbi Yosef Shal Halevi Natanzen. So he wrote a sefer on agodas hashas. Not easy to find, but in the sefer. Divrei Shal, so he asks a bomb kasha on a Yisoid that his Zayda, the Bach, said in Hilchus So just a tiny bit of an introduction. It's a short ha'ar. The Gemara, Mesech de Sukkot, Afnem Aleph on the day, says a classic. Maiseb Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Lozben Azari, Rabbi Akiva. Shayubon Besvina. Very often they're on a shift. And in this case, they were on this vina. And the only one of these tanam that had a lulav was Rabbi Gamliel. And the reason he had a lulav was because he had paid a thousand zuz for this lulav. Not the Rabbi Gamliel, the Yatsuba. Rabbi Gamliel took the lulav, he shook it, and it was Yatsu the mitzvah. Then he gave it to Rabbi Shubin Matano. So that he can be Yoitza, not the Rabbi Shur, Yeshua took it, the Yotzeboy. Venas the Rebbe Lazben Azai, the Matano, not the Rebbe Lazben Azai, the Yotzeboy. Venas the Matano, the Rabbi Akiva. And this is a famous Gemara in the Lundis of Lochem and the Lundis of Ulakachtem. But that's not the part of the Sugi that we need. The Rosh. This rush is in the first parak of Masechtas Bavakama. In our Ba'avayisnezikin, he asks Akash on this Gemara. He says he doesn't understand how Rabbi Gamliel was allowed to spend elef dinar for a lulav. 
What happened to the halacha of Hamivazve is Al Yavazve is the Yosem Mikhaimish? It's the Rosh's Kasha. And because of this, the Rosh says, Aho Yasaid, the Ain Kam Mikhaimai. So the Bach, in Hilchas Lulav, and it's in Simon Tov Reish, Nun Zayin, he's Matmi on the Rosh. He says, Mi Gilo le Rosh, Rose. That Rabbi Gamliel's financial worth was such that if he spent elef dinar on a lulav, he was violating the halacha of Amavaz v'zayavaz v'zayosim mi'chaymish. But the rush was Rabbi Gamliel's accountant. How did he know what his chesbainus were? Mechatesis. It's a plea and discover to me. The rush assumed for a double pashit that he violated Amavaz Who said? Mechatesis. So I and Shum, because it is kasha, he says that I think there's a little bit of a toys in what the rush is saying, and really he meant something else, but then as it relates to the Iker Kasha of the Rosh, Bach, I want to see a Teretz. You know what the Teretz is? The Teretz is that why is a person not allowed to be Mavaz Vizyosimich? The reason is the Gemara in Ksubastaf Nun and its Mavur also in Ksubasamach Zainamadez, it's Shemi Yitzarach Alabrius. Because we're concerned that maybe this person is going to come Lidea Nios, he's being Mavaz Viz's moment, and as a result, he's going to have to come on to other people. And a person is not allowed to do that. You can't put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to come on to the Brias. Said the Bach, Bach talking. Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi. The Gemara says in Yuma, we just spoke out the Gemara, that there's a halacha related to the Koyen Gadol. The Koyen has to be Gadol Meyachov. And the Gemara Darshan's Gadleu Mishalechov. That Klai Yisrael, the nation has a responsibility to make sure that their leaders are the greatest people. It's like this, they'll be chashim and people will take them seriously and people will listen to them. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was a chacham and a gibar and an asher, kiyodua, the income of But the point is, is that there's a responsibility for the koyin gadol to be gadol me'echav afilu b'momen, afilu ba'ashiras. Zok Bach, if it's true for a koyin gadol, then for sure it's going to be true for a nasi as well. We spoke out, raid from Rabbi Yachayim Soifer that it's going to be true for a shiva. And in the Pirush HaMiyuchas Rashi and Tainus Tafchafalaf HaMenal. But the point Point is, is that there's a halacha that God leo mishalachov. So if that's the case, Rabbi Gamliel was the nasi. Rabbi Gamliel was never going to become an araman because if Rabbi Gamliel ever came to a situation where maybe something was going to happen, God leo mishalachov, there would be an obligation, there would be a responsibility, and he would be taken care of. As a result, the law of Amavazvez Ayuvazvez the Yosef Mechemish did not apply to Rabbi Gamliel. Zok the Bach talked away a beautiful maramakim in Hilchas Lulavay Rechaim Simen Tov Reish Nun Zayin. So it's for that reason. It's for that reason he was allowed to spend all this money, even if the rush is right that it was Yosem Michaimish, but it doesn't matter because the law of Hamavazvez, Ayavazvez, Yosem Michaimish would not apply. So Rabbi Yosef Shalnatanzin asked, he said, if that's the case, I don't understand Argamar Mesachtas Ksubas. Because Argamar tells us the story of Marukfa. Who is Marukfa? We've spoken about Marukfa in the past. Marukfa, Rashi says, in Mesachtas Maikot and Daftez Zayin Amadez, was the Nasi. Now, the truth is, it's a misnomer. Rashi says it was the Nazis. He can't say Rashi said something that was a misnomer. You have to know what Rashi means. But Toysvis in Sanhedrin, Lamed Aleph on the day, says, similar to what Rashi says, but seems to be a little more accurate, and that is that Rashi, that Marukva was the Reish Galusa. Either way, Marukva was the Reish Galusa. And he was the person that was in charge of everything in the Jewish Kreisen in Bava. 
When did Marukfa live? He lived at the same time as Rav and Shmuel. There are Gemaras that talk about how Rav and Shmuel had deference. They gave covet to Marukva. It's hard to imagine anyone that was greater than Rav and Shmuel when they were in their prime living in Bavel. Yet, Marukva was the Reish Kolusa. And when you understand that, there's different Gemaras that you can appreciate. My Cotton Tazayan is one of them. But there's many, many Gemaras where you see that. But the point is that Marukva was the Nasi. Or he was the Reish Kolusa. He Zicher was someone that was subject to this Gemara because again, the Gemara is talking about the Kohen Gadol, but it's Mefurish in the Gemara in Soita Daf Mem and in Rashi in Tainus Chafal, if that is true for the Rosh Hashiva. And that's where the Bach is coming from when he's telling it to the Nasi. That's Poshik Kibayasa Bekuscha. That's love Dafka the Kohen Gadol. You see it in Mamish Mefurish. So if that's the case, what then was the Gemara's Kasha? That how was my Rukfa allowed to give away? Paul Ganichse, Hamavazviz, Al Yavazviz, Yosem Mechaimish, and the Gemara's terror was Hanamil Michat. He was the Nasi. If he was the Nasi, the Kasha doesn't even start. If he was the Nasi, so he's like Gar from Rabbi Gamliel. Well, you find Rabbi Gamliel did it, so if Rabbi Gamliel was able to do it, so why should Marukfa not be able to do it? And on this Kasha, Rabbi Yosef Shal Natanzin in his Divrei Shal blives Tzorich Iyun Gadol. I don't know, but maybe a Poshit Pshat Teretz is that what's the Makar? That Hamavazvaz Ayavazvaz Yosem Michaimish takes into consideration the person's situation. Meaning, Pasha, you could have thought that if there's a lot of Hamavazvaz Ayavazvaz Yosem Michaimish, what it means is a person's never allowed to give away more than a Chaimish. But we know that's not true. You have to think of why you're not allowed to be Mavazvaz Yosem Michaimish. And based on that reason, that's really what dictates and that's what guides the way this law is implemented. Meaning, the only time there's a loch of Amavaz, Vazayavaz, Vazayavaz, is when there's a chashash, Shema Ya'ani. But if there's no chashash that this person is going to become an Ariman, then you don't have this halacha. That's a double portion. Where does it come from? It comes from our Gemara, Tez Daf. It comes from the Gemara's Teretz, to this Kasha. The Gemara in the Maksha, I think it's Pashat, when the Gemara asked that the Gemara didn't know that yet. At that point, the Gemara thinks that there's a prostadin, the Gemara's terrence is it's going to be different. And from that terrence of the Gemara, Kunta Bach, and all the raid that we've spoken about. But it's all adank the terrence of the Gemara. So what's the Kasha? The Kasha is that in how could the Gemara ask for Marukva? Ah, he was the Nasi. So what if he's the Nasi? Oh, because it's only Shemayani. That, that is the Gemara's terrors. And the Gemara's terrors are more push the terrors. The Gemara's saying he was a Shemira. So obviously there's no Kshash Shemayani. So you want to tell me that there's no Kshash Shemayani because of the Gemara in Yumadaf Yudchest? It's a great chap. It's a Bach. But at the same time, the Gemara's terrors is Zicha more posh. You can't ask me, Akasha, why the Gemara would pick this reason to say Shemayani versus that reason to say Shemayani. So I think it's posh in the Kash of the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't know the terrors yet. If the Gemara doesn't know the terrorists yet, so at that point, it's not fair why the Gemara would have asked the Kashan and Achinami and the terrorists of the Gemara. You can tell me differently. You can tell me that maybe the Pshat is. I can tell you another terrorist. Marukov was such a great Gvir. The Chavetz Chaim said that for someone that's a tremendous Gvir, there's no halach of Hamavaz, Vazayavaz, Vazayavaz, Vazayavaz. Why didn't the Gemara say that? Because that's also after the terrorists of the Gemara. It's only once I know that Hamavaz, Vazayavaz, 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 Vazayav
then I know all this raid, and that all comes from the terrors of the Gemara. And the Gemara was just giving the, the simplest reason for why there was no chashash, Shemiyani. It wasn't going to be alive tomorrow. So, based on that, it's not possible, Shemiyani. That he's a big veer. Big veer can also lose his money. This is a much more posh to terrors. And as a result, I think maybe that's. The terrets to Rabbi Yosef Shal Natanzin's Tzorich Ian Godel in his Divrei Shmuel in his Chedushi Agodis on our Gemara here. Subis Tafsamach Zayinam Abes. That's the first Torah. The second Torah is so the Gemara says that Marukf is lying on his deathbed. He says, "Bring my cheshbon. I want to see my ledger of all the stocker that I gave." And he starts looking at all the money that he gave, but. Because he realized clearly, as much stock as he gave, he didn't feel like it was enough. So he felt it's time. He has to right now and he has to give more stock. Marukva used to give a lot of stock to Erevim Kippur. He was chapping around before the Yemadin. And here too, Lishitasa, he's chapping around before the Yemadin. So what did he do? Come He went and he gave away half of his Nechasim. So bothered me, why did he give away only half of his nechassim? Why didn't he give away more than half of his nechassim? Hamavazvez? The halacha of Hamavazvez is Ayavazvez Yosem Mechaimish. The Gemara said that halacha doesn't apply. That's why Marukva was allowed to do it. So if that's the case, why did he only give half of his nechassim? L'chaira, he should have given maybe more than half. The point is, is there any magic to this number half? Was there a cheshpin of why he only gave half or... Maybe this is what he felt he needed for his Urcha Rechikta. He felt if he gives half of his Nechazim, he's lying on his deathbed, so it doesn't really matter at this point. So give more than half. If he's so concerned, he gave so much stock. He's still worried. So give more, up to half. At that point already, he was comfortable. Oh, but the Teretz is Pashit, and it's Mefurish, and the Gedoyle Achroinim, and it's really based on an often halach and Shulchan Aruch. The Mechaber in Choshen Mishpat, it's very interesting halacha, it's in Simon Reish Pei Beis Uboy Seif Echad. Shulchan Aruch says as follows: Kol Anoisin Nechasav LaAcherin. Somebody gives away all his Nechasim. VeHiniach Hayarshim, and he left the Yarshim out of his will. Afal Pishein Hayarshim Noyagim Vaykeshura. Even if it's a situation where the Yarshim are not behaving properly, Ein Ruach Hachamim Noyche Imeno. The Ruach Hachamim is not happy with him. VeZochu HaAcherin Bechol Mashnoslam. Stating that these people are Zoychin, whatever they got. Umidas Chasidos says the Mechaber Shaloi Leheyed Betzava Shemavirim Ba Hayerusha Mehayorish. That a person should not be an aid. He should not sign on a document that's a Shtar Tzava that's taking the Yerusha away from the person that's supposed to get it. Vafilu Mi Ben Sheinu Noyikeshura and even if there's a father that has two sons and one is not Yikeshura and the other one's not and he wants to give it to his son that's sitting and learning because he wants to be Mekayim HaKasatayra through that son it doesn't matter even in that case you shouldn't do it the Ramah comments and the Ramah says if somebody writes in his will or a person says before he dies that I want you to manage my Nechasim after I pass away and what you should do is quote do the best possible thing. What should you do? You should give it to the Yarshim. There's nothing that is better than doing that. In other words, it's halach and shulchanarach that a person can't just go ahead and give away his nechasim. He doesn't have a right to do that. There's a parish of Yerusha and a person has an achrayis while he's alive to make sure that the laws of Yerusha are not circumvented. 
so much so that Misha Tziva Lassois been a chosav at Toiv Shav Shalassois yet newly Yarshav ki ain't Toiv Mizeh. You would think if somebody says that after 120 you should take my money and you should do it that whatever's going to be the best for my neshama. What would be the best thing? Tzedakah, Hachzakah Satayra. What's the Havamina? The Ramos says not that way. Ramos says Yitnuli Yarshav ki ain't toiv mizeh. When we say toiv, there's nothing more toiv than that. It's interesting. This idea and this Ramos quoted a few times in the Torah of the Chassam Soifer. Just a few excerpts. Just the, the hair. What the Chassam Soifer understood. So this Chassam Soifer we spoke about once upon a time. It's in his Drushim Va'agadis. That's where it is. It's in the Oyrus Chassam Soifer and Parashas Truma on the Pasuk for Osnisa Shulchan. And he's discussing over there why is it that the Shulchan always comes before the Menorah. In the Torah, first we mentioned the Shulchan, then the Menorah. At the end of the day, the Shulchan represents Parnasa, Haroitza Lahashir Yatsvin, and the Menorah represented Torah. So why is it done in the reverse order? So the Chassam Soifer says... Based on a marshal, whatever, iron shop. And then at the end, after he talks about this whole Indian of Tzedakah, he says that uh, a person is supposed to give Tzedakah while he's alive. Not like these people. Think about it. A person can, in theory, have the best of both worlds. While he's alive, he's not going to give any Tzedakah. He's going to enjoy his money. Oh, then, then he's going to give away all this tzedakah, right? The hergish is a fest, the hergish. They're stealing from their yarshim. That's what the Chsam Soifer says. He says, people that do that are doing shaloi kedos. This is the Chsam Soifer in his Jerusalem Vagodis. Here's a quote from the Chuvis Chsam Soifer in Yeridei Reish Lametches. There's nothing better for the neshama of a nifter versus to give his money for the yarshaday raisa. The This is the say the word neshama. Mashma that way, that's the Chsam Soifer's Makar, but it wasn't Mafurish. The Chsam Soifer says, who lost the to go ahead and to give it to the Yarsha. But the bottom line is, there's a halach, it's not a hefgevelt. A person does not have a right to give away all his money to Tzedakah. It's not something that's okay. And it's incumbent upon a person to make sure that there's going to be some semel of Yerusha. And if there's no semel of Yerusha, it's going to be brown. So the question is, what's that magic number? So could a person give tzedakah? Of course, you could always give tzedakah. You have to make sure there's going to be Yerusha. What's the Yerusha going to be? So I found in the Chidah, in his Birkei Yosef, it's in Hilchis Tzedakah, and Simei Reish Pantes, so the Chidah brings from Kadmoinim, who shteltsu argamar, that you see, Marukva was come bizbizay lepalgamamoinah. He wouldn't give more than palgamamoinah. It wasn't because he felt that up to palgamamoinah, he needs to, but more than that, now he's already fine. The Urcha Rechikta is not that long, and as a result, now already he has enough peklach to get him to where he needs to go. It's because he understood you can't violate Hilchas Nachlis. So what's the share? How much are you going to give? It's palgamamoinah. Fascinating idea. So when a person is b'chaim chiyusoy, ha'mevaz v'zayavaz v'zayavaz with that halacha. And then when a person is already b'shas p'tirasa, even though we have this gemari here in Ksuba Samachzayin of days, that there is no halacha anymore of Hamavaz, because there's no chashash anymore, Shemiyani. Oh, but there's a new shear. And this shear is based on that halacha, that Ramah in Cheshemish, but Simei Reish Pebeis, and it's a person not allowed to go and be maver nachla, not supposed to be an aid on something like that, because 
ain't toif. There's nothing better for the neshama of a person versus losses liyarshav. It's a halach. It's a sifkan. From all places. And the bottom line is, is that is the pshat in Marukva, and that's why he was only bizbeze palgodemamayne. That's the second ara. The third and the final ara is moving along. The Gemara told the story with. Chanina, that he used to send every year of Shabbos full zuzi to another man that lived in the neighborhood. Mar says one time he sent his wife. His wife comes back, and she says, Chanina, it's over. We don't have to send these people stock anymore." He says, "What did you see?" He said, "I didn't see, but I heard Shami Amri I overheard a conversation. Soyed, how do you want to eat? You want tlikasef or you want tlizav?" So Chanina heard that he was masking, seemingly from the Gemara. He says, "I hear hundred percent," but his response was, "I knew the Am- the Amir Abelazar. Now I understand where Abelazar meant when he said that we have to have a karsatoyv to the Ramon because were it not for them, we'd be chaytim. Were it not for the Ramon." Every time an Arman comes and asks for tzedakah, if you don't give it, But because there's Ramayim, so it's for that reason, we're going to be okay. We've spoken out many times over the years. A vart that's brought down in Chesidah Shesvarim. That is, the Gemara says, it's a Mesechtis, it's also Gemara Mesechtis, Based on the bottom. But the Gemara says that Hanavi, this is Surka Khurban Bayas Rishan. He damned to the Abishtan, he said, that even at a time when the Yid is going to be Koifes Yitzroy and he's going to be ready to give Tzedakah please I'm asking you that make them stumble that the recipients of this Tzedakah should be Bnei Adam She'enam Mehuganim Kideish Lo Yekab Lo Yem Schar it's like this they're not going to get Schar for being Mekayim the Mitzvah of Zohar so Yirmiyo is davening to the Ebeshto he's saying that Tfilo with a with tremendous kavan of us. What's your miyo hanavis tfilo? His tfilo is that I know this yidin that gives stalker. But please, please, when somebody comes with stalker, make it they should be anoshim bnei adam she'enam mehuganim. That's my tfilo. And obviously the cash is what's possible. Now if you learn safer your miyo. And you learn it without Yiddish Eugen, so you could think Yemiyo was a nirdaf, and the Yid and Mamish did everything they could possibly do to completely humiliate and destroy Yemiyo Anavi. So this feels a little bit like a shtickle nakama, but how could you say that about the great Yemiyo Anavi? So the Chesidish Shesvarm said that Yemiyo Anavi observed the state of the Jews at the time of the Chorban, and he realized they had no schosan. They had no schosen. And he was worried, how is the Yiddin going to survive? How is the Beis HaMikdash going to survive? So he had one Eitzah. His Eitzah was, we know, that And really, the way a person conducts himself with people on this world, that's the way the Eivishter conducts himself with them. So he said, The Eitz is, the Yidin are not worthy, but you know what? Let them give tzedakah to Bnei Adam She'ena Mehuganim. And if they're going to give to Bnei Adam She'ena Mehuganim, Mida Keneged Mida, that's going to be Ma'orer, an incredible Rachmei Shamayim, a Rachmei Shamayim of not looking too closely whether they're Bnei Adam HaMehuganim or Bnei Adam She'ena Mehuganim 
And maybe in that schus, hagav der bnei adam she'enem hu'ganim, they're going to end up with an ultimate Yeshua. This is a word that's brought down, Kiyodua, in the Chesidish Asfarim. But the Inbeis Medjish Blechidish, I found that really this whole Yesoid, not this punchline, but this whole Yesoid is Mufurish in the Torah of the Chida. Mamish Adover Nifla. And that is, if you look in uh, the Gemara, that's the Ikr Sugis of Tzedakah. So the Gemara says as follows, Um Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, My dechsev, what's Pshan in the Pasuk, that says, Roi dev tztokah v'chased, yimtza chayim tztokah v'chavoyt. Again, Roi dev tztokah v'chased, someone that runs after, he's a Roi dev, tztokah v'chased, yimtza, what is he going to find? So if you're running after tztokah v'chased, what, what are you going to find when you finally arrive at your destination? You're going to find chayim, you're going to find tztaka, and you're going to find kafet. Says the Gemara, Shum de roidev tztaka, yimtza tztaka? What does that mean? Elo, loy malacha. Rabbi Yitzchak said, it's coming to teach us, kala roidev achet tztaka. If someone wants so badly to give tztaka, he's roidev, not from tztaka, but towards tztaka, akadosh baruch hu mamsi loy mois fa'isabem tztaka. He's going to have the schus that he's going to be able to give tztaka. Meaning, to give tztaka, kasef minalat. So someone that's roidev achet tztaka, he's going to be zoich, he's going to have tztaka, he's going to be able to give. That's Rabbi Yitzchak. Rav Nachum Yitzchak said that if someone is roidiv tztaka, what does it mean yimtzut tztaka? He's going to find bnei adam amihuganim. So like this, he'll be able to get schar for the tztaka that he's giving. So we have a machloikis between Rav Yitzchak and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak had a taicha pasuk. Roidiv tztaka v'chased yimtzah chayim tztaka v'chavit. So again, let's just be clear. I understand. You're running after tzedakah v'chesed. You know what you're going to find? Chayim and kavod. You're running after the mitzvah. You're going to get this incredible reward. You're running after tzedakah. You're going to find tzedakah? What does that mean? It says the Gemara. Rabbi Yitzchak said, it means if you want to give tzedakah so badly, you'll have the means to be able to give more tzedakah. Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak said that if you are a right of you don't just give tzedakah, but you're right of achat tzedakah, you're going to have the schus that you're going to be able to give tzedakah to Bnei Adam Amhuganim. So the Chida in his Sfarim, and this is in his Drushes and Pnei David and his Ahavas David in two places, the Chida says, what's the Machloikis over here? It sounds like there's a Machloikis, right? Two different Pshatim in the Pasuk, this episode Machloikis. So he says a Dover Nifla Adlam Oid, in light of Ray that we've spoken about so many times, for Beis Medrash Balechidesh. And that is, the Gemara continues a few lines later, here in Bava Basra, Daf Yudam Aleph. The Gemara says, V'zu she'ela shal turnus rufus haroshes Rabbi Akiva. Turnus rufus haroshes once asked Rabbi Akiva the following question, and this is one of the great existential questions of all time. He said, Imelikechem oyev aniyem hu. If your God loves Aniyim so much, and that's why he cherishes and values the mitzvah of Tzedakah so much, why doesn't he take care of them? He loves Aniyim, and that's why you're going to be rewarded so much for giving Tzedakah to Aniyim. Well, if he loves them, why wouldn't he take care of them? It's because David understands that Klai Yisrael as a nation needs the myths of Tzedakah. We can't exist without Tzedakah. In order for there to be Tzedakah, so they have to be Ashirim and Anim. And that's why it's the way it is. But Khalila to think for one second that David doesn't like the Anim. But the point is, is that it's Hidesh and Nitzalanu Bahem Medina Shalganim. Oh, my boy. So he told him, Adar Rabbi, I don't know if you're right. I think, Zu, the fact that you're giving stock to Daniel and you're going against the will of the creator of the world, I think this is going to bring you to Gehenim. You're so sure your stock is bringing you into Ganeden? 
and it's going to spear your Gehenim? I could hear just the opposite. So, said to him, and I'll explain to him what a He was a Melech Basel, and he got very upset at one of his Avadim. And he locked him up. And he commanded everybody, So this is one of the officers, one of the servants of the king, and the king's very upset at him, and he incarcerates him, and he says that no one's allowed to give him food, no one's allowed to give him anything to drink. And there was a person that had Rachmanus on him, and he went that he took care of him. When the king cares, what do you think his reaction is going to be? Says Tornus Rufus to Rabbi Akiva. You tell me. Of course, he's going to be upset. You're called Avadim, Shenemar, Kili B'nei Yisrael Avadim. So, you're the Eved, the Araman is, that the Ebeshter was Koyosolov, clearly, and as a result, if you're taking care of him, he's going to be very upset. I'm going Akiva. So, Rabbi Akiva, who also knew how to tell a marshal from Perikaroya fame, he said, Let me tell you a better marshal. There was a Melech Basavdam, he was very upset at his son. Not his evidence, his son. The Chav Shebebeisas, same story. He locked them up. And then there was a person that saw the son of the king, and he's locked up and he has nothing to eat, he has nothing to drink. And he went and he smuggled in, like Marukfa did, a little bit of food. When the king's going to find out, what do you think his reaction is going to be? He's going to send him gifts. The king had no choice. He had to lock him up, obviously. But at the same time, he's a son. And he was hoping that somebody would have Rachmanus on him. See, he's going to be so happy. Vanan said Rabbi Akiva, you know who we are? We're Kriyim Bonim. We're sons. So was a London. And he told Rabbi Akiva, he's talking to him and learning. So he tells Rabbi Akiva, he said, Rabbi Akiva, it sounds like we have a steer here. On the one hand, you're Avodim, and then again, What's the pshat? I know what the pshat must be. And because right now you're not being so based on that right now, it's different. Rabbi Kiva told him, and gave him a little bit of a hard territory. Says the Chidah, and this is what we need. And he says this in two places. That you see from this Gemara, that really, this whole idea of giving a person tzedakah, and the idea that when a person gives someone tzedakah, the Ebesh is so makritoy, it's really based on the fact that bonem atem l'ashem alikeichem. And this are a man who finds himself destitute, and he finds himself in a difficult situation. He's really the son of the king, that for whatever reason, the king determined that this should be his fate. But at the same time, he's going to be mole, v'godesh, akaras to any person that's going to be machilayu, mashkeyu, and he's going to be so makotayv to anyone that's going to give him whatever it is he needs. So says the chida, I want to ask you a question. If you have someone that you know is in the category of bnei adab, she'ena mehugan, and you have a suffix right now, whether or not Zolsim Yegebin Stalker, Zolsim Nishgebin Stalker. You know what it's totally in? It's totally in the Machlekes Ramein Rabbi Yehuda. It's this Shaklevetayer between Tunis Rufus Arash and Rabbi Akiva. If you hold Bismancha Oisim Ritzayner Shamakim Atam Kriyim Bonim, then you can hear maybe a taina. Maybe you shouldn't be giving Stalker to Bnei Adam She'ena Mehuganim. But if you hold like Rameyer, 
that it doesn't matter what the matzav of this person is in, but at the same time, he's still a son. And when David still looks at this person, he sees his son, that's Nebuch, he's not behaving properly, and he's Bebeis Asurim. But if you're going to be Machilo, you're going to be Mekayim, the grass, the mitzvah, the belt. So said the Chidah in his Drosh, and this is Al Derech Drosh, he said, that's the Machloikis over here. Rav Nachim by Yitzchak said, you know what I mean, Zroy, that's Stoko, Yimtzot Stoko, that's referring to a person that's running after Stoko. He's going to have the Schos, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Mamtzulay Bnei Adam Amu Huganim, Lassuzlam Stoko, Kitei Lekabala Yim Schach. Because from Nachman by Yisrael calls like Rabbi Yehuda that Pismancha Oisin Ritzanu Shamakim Atem Kriyim Banim, but Pismancha in Atem Oisin Ritzanu Shamakim in Atem Kriyim Banim. So therefore, the Tzchus, the Matan Tzchar of the right of stock is he'll find Bnei Adam Amehuganim. Because only if you're going to find Bnei Adam Amehuganim, only them are you going to have the Tzchus of the Mitzvah of Stocka. Because the Mitzvah of Stocka is predicated on the fact that you're taking care of the son of the Eibushter. Because if you take care of the Eved of the Eibushter, he's going to be kaiyus like Tunis Rufus. Russia said, but it's because of the so, therefore, you have to make sure it's been the other man who got him. But what did Rabbi Yitzchak call Rabbi Yitzchak said, Right of Stocker, Yimtzad Stocker, it means called Right of Achat Stocker, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Mamsilai Mois, Isabel Stocker. He didn't learn like Rav Nachim by Yitzchak that you're going to find the other man. Why not? Because he held like Ramea. You don't have to find Bnei Adam Amehuganim. And even if you're going to find Bnei Adam Amehuganim, you're still going to end up being Mekayim, the Zelda Mitzvah from Tzlaka. And the reason is because the Mitzvah of Tzlaka is predicated on Bonim Atam Lashem Alekechem as his Mavur in the Shakla Vatari between Tunis Rufus Arash and Rabbi Akiva. And if you hold like Ramea, that Ben Kachu Ben Kachruyim Bonim, so really, really, it's not going to matter. And I was thinking that the Yermiyoh Anavi was Mispalo. His Tfilo was that Bnei Adam She'enem Ahuganim should come. And the Yidin should give Tzedakah even to the Bnei Adam She'enem Ahuganim. What was he trying to be Ma'ayra? So the Sfar Makhtoshim say he was trying to be Ma'ayra, this Indian of, of Midah Kenegad Midah. You know what maybe he was trying to be Ma'ayra? The shtickel that we've spoken out so many times in the Divrei Torah from the Michas Aluzer, from Abhershel Mizidit Shaiva, Zechat Sadik Vikudish Lavrucha, who, what did he do on his deathbed? He gave Stoka to the Pushka of Rameya Balanes. And you know why he gave Stoka to the Pushka of Rameya Balanes? He said, Why is it a Lakod the Meir Anani? He said, Because we're being Ma'ur the Shita of Rameya. Rameya was Chaish Lamiyuta, so there's no Rav Gais and Lamisa, but also Rameya holds Benkachu Benkach Kriyim Bonim. And as a result, because of the Shita of Rameya, so therefore that will be the Schus, it doesn't matter who we are. So you're Mio Anov, he's trying to be Ma'orer, Ben Kahu, Ben Kachri, Bonim. So you know what he was Ma'orer? He was Ma'orer, Shitas, Rav Yitzchak. Don't worry about Bnei Adam, Shainam, Mugan. But Machim by Yitzchak said, you're going to find Bnei Adam, Amir, Hugan. You don't need Bnei Adam, Amir, Hugan. You know why? Because like Rabbi Akiva said, Ben Kahu, Ben Kachri, Bonim. And if Ben Kahu, Ben Kachri, Bonim said, this is the Spitz Alokadam, Meir Haneni. This is the ultimate Alokadam, Meir Haneni. And that's what he was trying to do. The Chidah in his Pnei David, after he brings this whole shtickle, say, Taiches, the Pasuk in Stokka so beautifully. And we'll end with this. He says, Yesh The Pasuk says, Nasen Titein Loi. If an Arman comes, Nasen Titein Loi. You should give him Stokka. We know Chazal say, what's the double Lashen of Nasen Titein? The double Lashen is, L'Rabbis Afilu Me'apa'amim. Meaning, Nasen Titein is a Reboy. It's a Reboy even a hundred times. He said, Nasen Titein is also L'Rabbis not only how many times you should give the same money, but the rabbis, it doesn't matter who the ani is. Regardless of who the ani is, you should give him staka. Even if he's bnei adam she'ena mehuganim. Even then, listen to this taich. Don't feel bad when you give him. What's levavcha? 
We say levavchem kriyishma. Vahavta sashem lekecha. Bechol levavcha. What's poshitaych? B'shnei yitzrecha. The eight zahara and the eight zatayv. He says when bnei adam sheinam hu'ganim ask you for tzdaka. Both of your Yitzharim are telling you not to give Tzedakah. The Yitzhar is telling you not to give Tzedakah. Why? Because he doesn't want you to give Tzedakah. And the Yitzhar is also telling you not. I'm going to give Tzedakah to him? No. I'm a man. I'll give Tzedakah to him. Why would I give him Tzedakah? Don't let both Yitzharim. Why not? Because in the schus of you not discriminating, and the schus of you giving tzedakah,